0: It's sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six-month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show.
1: It's sex and Sarah Rose and today the topic is pleasure and prosperity. And I am so excited to have with me today, Jolie Dawn, one of my dearest friends. Uh, We have some stories together. (laughs) Jolie is an intuitive coach, a writer for Entrepreneur Magazine, and the best-selling author of six Amazon books, including Empowered, Sexy, and Free series, and The Spiritual Journey of Entrepreneurship. She runs a company called Prosperity Queendom, an online training platform for spiritual entrepreneurs. Jolie, oh my God, I am so fucking happy to be here with you. I love you so much. Oh, sweetheart. Yes. I'm so ready for this conversation. You and I together create some epic magic. So I'm so excited to dive in with you today. Oh my God, Julie. Like, I don't know. I feel like we could just sit here for the next hour and like talk about all of our like (laughs) stories together. (laughs) So many, so many. (laughs) But okay. So you're in LA, you are working with entrepreneurs and like really helping them focus in on their pleasure and how that connects to being prosperous in life. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. You know, I love, I've always loved how our conversations and our businesses perfectly align, Sarah, because you help people access their vitality and you do it so brilliantly through just unabashed sexual connection. And I've studied with you personally, and I absolutely love what's possible when you live the codes of Tantra and you live the codes of awakening and that the juice of life comes online. And why I feel like your conversation and my conversation blend so beautifully is because there's a power that happens when you claim your sexual essence and your sexual wildness. There is an absolute power that happens when you claim your prosperity. It opens up so much choice in this reality. We are human beings living the human experience on planet earth. We play along with these systems that are created long before we came here. One of the hugest systems that we have to learn to dance with and play with in this reality is the money system. And I always tell my clients, you either play money or you get played by money. Because Mm -hmm. living in scarcity and worrying about bills and having that massive distraction of scarcity in your life, will constantly diminish your power, constantly diminish your essence, your pleasure, your joy. And so I'm here on the planet to help everybody who I come in contact with, to see what's possible in prosperity, to claim it, to own it, to let that live in their body as a reality, to see the possibilities of it. And so the conversation I'm excited to jam with you on today is how do we access Prosperity by first knowing the pleasure of it, by first feeling the vibrational essence of it because it starts within first it starts with claiming it, starts with believing it, seeing for it for yourself and it's such a mindset game. And there you have it from the queen herself) <laughs> <laughs> You're so such a fucking badass. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. We actually did a sex and money series um like not too long ago. And like we're talking about sex magic and uh the uh think and grow rich, all that stuff, which is great. So when you're working with your clients, how do you how do you get them to embody this? hmm Okay. So let me, let me back up a little bit and share a little bit of my why and my story and then how I bring this to my clients, because it first all started with me with just a, uh, like a non-negotiable willingness to suffer with scarcity in this lifetime. And so many of us feel what that feels like to wake up. And the first thing that you think about is how can I pull it all together today? And women especially hold so much around making other people safe around them. And we're wild feelers and it gets to us differently. And when I'm helping somebody on their path to just understanding prosperity, is to first start with a vision for what it is that you most want. So often, the thing that we want so badly that we can't seem to attain in our life is because we can't see ourselves having it We see it for other people. We see it from people on TV. We see it in movies, but like, oh, me carrying wealth, me passing on generational wealth, me having a real estate asset portfolio, me having a six, seven figure savings account. Like, whoa, who would I have to be to expand into that? And so all of this started for me because you know a bit about my background and my story, but I always like to share this for context because it was in 2008 that I was turning 20 years old and I was just... Just becoming a young woman in the world, transitioning into college when the big 2008 economic collapse was happening, and it hit my family really hard, really hard. We went from an upper middle class family to literally having no money, no money. I remember going through a drive through with my dad. It was the first time we'd ever eaten fast food together. We ate Burger King together, and I remember being like, This is so weird. I'm used to eating. At nice restaurants with fillets and seafood. And like my dad and I are having this moment eating Burger King because that's what we can afford. This whole saga of the 2008 economic collapse ended in, well, there's multiple things happening. My dad's, my family's bad investment portfolio. My dad couldn't keep his law firm afloat and was so much stress and anxiety and turmoil that the whole thing ended in my dad's suicide. So I watched at 20 years old my family get hit so hard so hard and the fear of money was all that I felt and trying to keep a normal life being in college going to my classes living with my friends having no idea how to communicate myself no idea how to share the grief that I was going through and then having to process the trauma of my dad's suicide because he made it out of a really bad seven-figure debt financial position that he had got himself in and the only way that he saw out was to not be alive on the planet And so that was trauma for me, trying to process that. like Without money, somebody that you love the most is not going to be alive on the planet. Money equals death. Money equals pain. Money equals suffering. These codes of fear around money were so deep for me, Sarah. It was so deep and it was so real. I literally hated money. I hated the greed. The more I learned about what happened behind the scenes of the 2008 collapse and greed in the housing industry and the greed on Wall Street... I had this like passionate disdain towards the money system. And fast forward a couple years, having my spiritual awakening, 23 years old, hot and ready to do my part for the awakening of human consciousness. And I started hosting live events for women. And I started to really work my intuition and my business magic. And I had a lot of success. young. Yeah. But hating money and going into entrepreneurship is the worst formula because you're going to be constantly chasing money, constantly developing yourself. And that's what I found myself being at, at 24, devaluing myself, not charging what I was worth, fearing money, speaking on the top of the stage or at the front of the stage and bombing my sales pitch. I mean, embarrassingly bombing it because I was so scared to ask people for money because that story around money was there. And then at 25, I started training, and learning the energetics of money and learning that I can be free and forgiving money and seeing money as this innocent third party where I really saw the system, like I said earlier, playing the game of money instead of getting played by it. I was getting played by it for sure. I was right where the powers that be wanted me, which was scared, not asking too many questions, not wanting too much, uh, having large amounts of credit card debt, paying interest on that credit card debt, And my awakening with money was realizing that I will never truly know freedom in this lifetime unless I own my wealth potential. I will never know freedom unless I'm free with money. And it's not gonna be just me relying on somebody to come along and marry me and do this thing for me. I needed to learn this for myself. Within one year of studying the energetics of money and putting this into practice, and I'll share some of these tools with you on this podcast today, I created my six-figure business. At 25 years old, I was rocking a six-figure business, so proud of myself, such an accomplishment and such such a victory. And now I'm rocking a multiple six-figure business right along my way to a seven-figure business. We are killing it right now, Sarah. Coronavirus was this freaking blessing for us. Uh, We just had a 1,500-person online challenge. We just sold an online program for 65 women and had a six-figure launch in seven days the last launch I did was a multiple six-figure launch so these numbers are numbers that would have blown my mind before so big that I wouldn't have been able to assimilate them in my reality now I can assimilate these numbers into my reality because I have a healthy relationship with it (sighs) and I'm just smiling so big (laughs) (laughs) and you're in a very happy relationship as well. That's right, yes. Pia and I have been together for a little less than two years, and we're engaged. We're about to travel (gasps) the world. Oh my god, I didn't know you were engaged? Oh yes, girl. we're, We're not like sharing it on social media because my first engagement was such a big production, and like I shared it all, and I just felt like I wanted this one to be from me. And I love the feeling of being able to share with people like this moment, like, oh my God, you're engaged. Yes, we've been engaged since October. We want the babies. Um and Pia, Pia's running my business. She's the CTO. She's behind the marketing. She's behind design, coding, email campaign strategy. So we work together full time as well. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. I don't know I don't know her that well, but I, you know, met her a few times and she's such a fucking badass. She's a babe for sure. Our are a total power team. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so babies, when's that going to happen? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> babies. So I, I just turned 31 this June. I felt it stronger than I've ever felt. And we're open to all possibilities about finding our sperm. And I would say that probably, I would definitely want to be pregnant before two years from now. Like I wanna be really seriously having that conversation the next year to be getting pregnant. Oh my God. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, Thank you, honey. Thank I you. Love you. So much. <laughs> so are there any businesses who who have you worked with as far as business coaches go? Like, are there do you, who are your mentors? So I would love to give a shout out to my mentor that changed so much for me. Her name's Corey Michelle. She used to be a part of a body of work called Access Consciousness, which is a a global personal development consciousness platform. And now she's just doing her own thing in her own brand. But the tools of Access Consciousness were such a game changer for me because she asked me this question, if money were your lover, would money want to have sex with you? It was like, like, brain exploded, like No money wouldn't want to have sex with me. I am pushing money away. I am blaming money for my father's death. I am blaming money for the reason why I'm not happy. Blaming money for uh, the reasons why I'm not doing the things that I want to do in this reality. We unconsciously blame money so often. Like, oh, I wish I could go to that that wedding in Thailand, but I don't have the money for that. I wish I could buy an entirely new closet, but oh, I don't have the money for that. I wish I could go to a tantra retreat And explore my sexuality and awaken my juicy orgasmic pleasure, but oh, I don't have the money for that. So we use money as this excuse to continually deny ourselves of the things that we want. And then we blame money for doing it instead of owning that we're the ones creating that. And so if money were your lover, would money want to have sex with you? Asking this question, you really get to personify money and see yourself in relationship with money. And are you giving to the lover of money? Are you nurturing this relationship with money? Money is this innocent third party that we cast all this blame on. And so forgiving money, forgiving yourself with money. And, you know, some of my clients are like, yeah, I have a great relationship with money. Like, I just don't really pay attention to it that much. Like, I don't obsess about it. I don't worry about it. I don't track it too much. It's just, just kind of trust that it'll always be there for me. And to that, I say, if you have a lovership, how does that person feel and receive you if you are not paying attention to it? And you're like, oh, I just want to have so much money that I just hire somebody to manage my money. Again, putting yourself in the way of not looking at your money, not paying attention to it, not being with it, not cultivating a relationship with it. So yes, definite shout out to Corey Michelle. She still has all kinds of amazing programs. That woman is a magician. She definitely, definitely sculpted my path and helped me awaken and timeline hop in my 20s in a way that would have taken me years and years and years to finally figure out that's amazing yeah well and you had the drive to do it though that's right because there could be great. there are plenty of incredible teachers out there but you have to be also be an incredible student Yes, and you're an incredible yes. student thank, thank you. you I got to witness that in all the primalness <laughs> yes I go all in. I studied with Sarah for you listeners listening. I studied with Sarah. and was one of the best programs I ever took. So if you ever get an opportunity to study with this woman, freaking say yes. I, I, still, I still feel the edginess of pushing my comfort zone of that program. And I still love that I was somebody who did something like that and was under such great guidance and care to awaken different parts of myself. It made a profound difference for me, Sarah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. So, okay. Tell,
1: can you tell us more about uh, some of the practices that you like do to kind of really just feel this in your body? Yes. Okay. So number one, for me personally, I don't know of a better healing tool than journaling and writing and self-reflecting. And so if you are listening and do not currently have a writing practice, I highly, highly suggest you get to know yourself through that medium. There is something so exquisitely important about pen to paper connection, what that does for your brain, how that helps you process, what it does to the deep levels of your psyche to see something written and to express to yourself. And so the number one tool that I would share for awakening your prosperity is coming up with a journal practice where you talk to money and you develop a relationship with your money and you track a relationship with your money through your journal. So for me personally, I started, I knew that I was serious. And like you said, Sarah, I'm, I'm a student that goes all in and I do not, I do not mess around with doing things half-assed. So one of the exercises that Corey had us do was really feeling money as our lover, feeling the relationship with money. And I thought to myself, what better way to build a relationship than to write money every single day for a year, every single day for a year. I filled up a journal money. I love you so much. I'm so capable of receiving you. I'm so sorry for everything I've projected onto you. I see us doing massive things in this world together. I see the huge global contribution we could be together. I trust myself with mad resources to take care of myself and my family and my community. and. Humanity at large. So, opening up that dialogue and opening up that conversation, because you don't even realize how much we distrust money or are resentful towards money or frustrated with money. We're projecting that into the field. We must understand that the frequency that we be in the energetics behind all of this, because we all know the great law of attraction. There are laws of the universe, principles of the universe that stand true. This is the physics of being here. If you are projecting fear onto money, projecting resentment, projecting frustration, every time you get a bill, you're like, oh, another fucking money thing. You need your tires redone. Oh, this thing with money, like a frustration builds. We need to heal that frustration. We need to come back to a place of love and understanding and possibility, excitement and fun, having fun with your money, having pleasure with your money associating pleasure with your money. So for those of you that are serious and are superstar students like I am, I would highly suggest a 365-day writing practice with money. Do the best that you can. And you'll know when it feels complete. You'll know when you're redundant and repeating yourself. And maybe you do 30 days to start. But having that conversation with money, opening up that dialogue, and like a like a lover that you would be writing letters to, how can you profess your love to money. I want to try that. I haven't done it. That sounds fun though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing that I like to do is like put, well, I haven't done this actually in a while because of money's, <laughs> I know this is like projecting kind of negatively towards money, but there's the reality that money touches a lot of hands and can be kind of dirty. And so there's like <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus going around <laughs> so maybe i'm maybe i'm doing exactly what i shouldn't be doing but in in the past i have done like putting money on the bed and then like masturbating on top of it and like having orgasms and like (laughs) feeling Mm -hmm. the amazingness you know just beginning to like um do ecstatic dance and feel like i have have money there while i'm in that ecstatic dance space of pleasure and like just really feeling the pleasure of money associating pleasure with money is really, really important. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I definitely, that was a huge part of my practice when I really learned how to take myself and self-pleasure to just ecstatic types of orgasm. I really worked with the sex magic. Like when I'm peaking in an orgasmic state, when I'm climaxing to be thinking about all that I'm manifesting, to be feeling the abundance, like a woman, In energetic orgasmic climax, capable of fucking moving the world, changing the world, doing anything, calling in anything. That's the power of the oracle, power of the goddess, tantrika energy. And so, feeling that when you're at the height of your orgasm and a self pleasure routine is great for this because you don't always want to hijack your climax with your partner. I mean, maybe that's something you would discuss ahead of time. And, hey, I'm going to be using my climax for this purpose. And then that way the, your partner would know. And that's beautiful, too. I think there, there's something very special in particular about a self-pleasure routine where money is involved, where you're feeling your abundance. Because when you're tapped into that pleasure, a woman is abundant at her nature because of how much pleasure she can receive in her body. And she awakens that pleasure countless and limitless orgasms how how long can our g-spot go Sarah like infinite <laughs> amount of pleasure in our g-spot I have not found an end to it into <laughs> it <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> apparently you can just keep ejaculating until there's no more fluids left in your body I remember asking my teacher once like how like how long until you ejaculate that you run out of fluids and it's like nobody ever knows like nobody's ever made it to the end like we are truly infinite in our bodies And you can connect that pleasure and just think of all the times that not having money has caused you pain this is fucking real for people it's so real to to want to to care for your family to want to care for your children but to feel that tightness and constraint around money like it's just a huge part of our human experience and so even if one time you allow yourself Just feel that money has got your back, that you are allowed to feel safe and pleasurable with money, that you can open up to a new frequency of it every single time that you let more love in, more pleasure, more prosperity. It's making a difference on your energetic level. It's making a difference in your relationship with money. And I know this can all sound very esoteric and a little bit uh, like theoretical, but I promise you working on the energetics first, I've seen this time and time again, I have a huge track record of helping women create insane launches, multiple five-figure launches, 65 grand when she's pregnant, 30k launches. Like I see these numbers bust out in front of my eyes all the time where women are stepping into six and multiple six-figure businesses. I see these huge launches come to fruition every single time. It's because her energetics were in the right place, because she believed in herself, because she knew that she was worthy, because her mindset was unlocked, because she was doing her spiritual rituals, and she had badass strategy um so all of these pieces are so important the thing that you can be doing right now is to forgive yourself with money to let go of the past to let go of the shame of having debt to let yourself even just every day feel what like one percent more pleasure with money one percent more spaciousness and all of this adds up to a greater journey where you get to declare your power back with money are there any coaches doing this with men i'm so connected to the women's work yeah. Sarah, that um, we we definitely have a few authors that have great books. We have T. Harv Ether, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Um, money, orgasmic, pleasure with men. I don't know what I'm seeing out there. A lot of this stuff is really focused towards women because I feel like there's this projection that women are more interested in it and will pay more attention to it. I, I feel like you're bringing up something where men c- can be underserved in this area. Have you seen that?
0: I definitely I feel like I feel like there are a lot of areas right now where men are being underserved. um all the energetics of it
1: is what we work with. Uh, I work with men in the man on Fire program. It's a six month group co- group coaching program that I have. It's really about the sense of safety, belonging, love inside of your body, like really creating that ecology of safety, love and belonging inside worthiness, deservingness, all of that um you know but it is again it is more the pleasure side of it uh which i see time and time again how once guys get this it begins to move into their prosperity as well and um, but i'm not specifically working as a business coach clearly i'm a, a sex coach so yeah
0: yeah it would be uh interesting to to find somebody that could you know maybe do do
1: some of that work with guys also mm-hmm. Yeah. Men, I just wanna to speak to you for a moment. I feel you so much with all the pressure that you hold for prosperity and all everything that goes on your shoulders. And so there's room to forgive yourself for anything that you can be holding where you feel like you've let somebody down, any bit of shame, any bit of feeling of not enoughness, or the way the way that that society projects onto men to be earners is I feel like it's just a tremendous amount of pressure. So men, I want you to know that you are seen we see you, we're doing our work as women. I do a lot of women's empowerment work, but we do so much conversation behind the scenes to honor the masculine. So I just want you to know that's happening in women's circles, that we see you, we see, the, we see how unhealthy society and cultural beliefs and societal norms and gender norms have been projected on to men too. And so there's a lot of love behind the scenes for our men that are doing the work.
0: And that is so refreshing for so many men to hear because there's a lot of, man-hating feminists out there you know and here you are Jolie Dawn successful author you know accomplished
1: uh writer and you know published in these amazing publications running your own business in a relationship with a woman you know all these things scream Mm -hmm. feminist yeah your your pink hair all this stuff and yet like you still have such a heart for the prosperity of men as well and And that's really what I, what, where I've come and like where I am with this work as well is like for, for women that are truly empowered, that really have done this work and healed, the healing with the masculine is a big part of that. And like for women to try and suppress men in order to rise up themselves, that is, that's not an empowered place to be. And so for me, it's like, I want men to rise up along with me. Like I want badass men that are strong, that are killing it in the world. And like also being like full of integrity, like that's fucking hot, you know? And that's the kind of men that I want easy access to I want these guys fucking everywhere. Like I want to get on the dating apps and like scroll through a 1000 dudes. And they're all that kind of guy, you know, like that is the world that I envision living in. Yes, I love I love men so much. Both my partner and I are both bisexual, both incredibly sexually attracted to men. In fact, my love, I want to share with you a quick story about my 31st birthday party because I think it'll be interesting for your listeners to hear. Um, My 31st birthday party, we didn't have much that we could work with being that we're in quarantine. So we we did a house gathering and my partner and I swipe on Bumble because we want to meet men and we want male energy. We know that that's an essential nutrient for polarity. We met this guy. He's from Europe amazing beautiful man, tall, gorgeous, vegan chef and also a pro dom, dominatrix. Nice. And we were like, "Hey, like you're awesome. We went on a date, he's super cool. I was like, would you be open for me to hire you to cook a vegan dinner for my birthday party?" And by the way, this could get sexy if we wanted to do some like dom demonstrations with my friends. And he's like, "Yeah, tell your friends to bring their lingerie and we'll have some fun." He proceeded to give us the most Epic night of our lives. My friends were blown away as we all had sessions with him, getting dominated, flogged, thrown around. He took P.F. He is strong. My partner's strong. She's very muscul- muscular, African American, just like, oh, beautiful physique. And they were wrestling. And every single one of us women felt so taken and so dominated. And this is like the power of working with these energetic forces. And Dom and Kink is like, I got to pop back so much into my submission. And so did Pia. And it was such an like an energetic clearing. And so on this topic of conversation, men, women, even that are powerful, even those of us that are running incredible businesses and making shit happen on a global level and like really deeply rooted in our success crave that masculine energy. It's it's physics. It it comes down to a polarity. And whether women like me that are in same sex relationships and are attracted to men or not masculine energy the energy that you provide is so needed is so wanted is so revered is so special so next time you see a girl in a same-sex relationship with pink hair cruising down Venice Beach don't assume that she doesn't want men in her life because she does she actively (laughs) seeks them and she loves them So what do you, what advice do you have for these guys when it comes to satisfying a woman in bed? Ooh, okay. So it's so interesting to me, Sarah, and I'm sure you see this thing in the dating scene, how like everything that a man wants from a woman, like the sexy pictures and like the hot date and the wild sex and the totally take her, please know that she wants that too. She absolutely wants that too. Um, and so to, to please a woman to bed is to first go through her emotions and go through her heart. And so she wants to be adored and send you the sexy picture. But there's a lot of women that when you say in the first text thread, send me a sexy picture of you in the tub, will take that as offensive even though she wants to send it to you and she wants her body to seen and she wants her body to be adored. And so there's always a way to do things with women if you see the bigger picture and you're willing to do that extra care of finesse. And so I think a lot of men just think like, oh, women don't want that. They don't want to be seen in a sexy picture. They don't want to be thrown around the bed. It's like, yes, we do. And you make that loud and clear, yes, we do all the same fantasies that you want to do to us we want done to us but there has to be a finesse there has to be a little bit of a game to it there has to be like an energetic exchange and a tease and a buildup. and to number one priority a woman is constantly asking herself is am I safe here am I safe am I safe to be seen am I safe to let go am I safe to be held is my pussy safe is my body safe and so really creating a safe container and studying what that means for each individual woman and asking her like, what what would make you feel safe here? Um, I feel like I'm trying, I'm trying to communicate so many different things. Am I making a good point here, Sarah? You are, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's all like, <laughs> it's funny because I have, you know, been working with men for quite some time now. And so I have kind of, um, adjusted to the way that often men work and, and write and think and talk and I was working with um one of like a professional copywriter last week and I sent him over something that I wrote and he's like Sarah like you're just like so straight to the point like you can <laughs> you can like kind of um, there can be some some tantra in your writing as well. Like it doesn't just have to be about <laughs> tantra in bed. Like slowing down and bringing them in. <laughs> it was funny. It was like kind of a good reminder for me of like, okay, so you know, like reach, reaching men, reaching women can can be very different, but like somehow bringing us together and bridging the gap. Yeah yeah (laughs) men women want you men women want you and know that sometimes it will it feels like with this movement that you're not wanted and i just want you the big takeaway is to know how badly women want and crave your masculine energy and presence
0: yeah and it is it's like slowing down and communicating and i i always like to remind guys that those desires that
1: you have, like what you really want to do, the the kink or the tantra or the BDSM or whatever it is, the anal sex, like um, those those things can be on the table if you first established a really solid foundation of trust and communication and intimacy and connection. And like having that solid foundation first is going to help open the doors for so many possibilities in your sexual relationship with women and like yeah women have this hunger like this insatiable desire just to be ravished in bed um but like she only wants to open up that side of herself to somebody that she feels is worthy of it and like in order to for her to feel like you're the one that she can be that with. Like she needs to see that you actually care about her and that she can trust you and surrender to you. And I mean, I have sex with guys that like, you know, I've maybe never even met in person before, but like the ones where they're, I have this incredible sex is because they took the time to say, like, what, what do you want? Like, what can I do to please you? And you like that, just, just that alone, it just shows like, okay, you actually care. Like, you're not just trying to get laid and not that there's anything wrong, wrong with that. Like, I love to just get laid, but <laughs> it makes the sex better when you, uh, you've had some communication before. I yeah. agree. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So Venice Beach, is that where you're currently hanging out? I'm looking at the Pacific Ocean in North Venice Beach, South Santa Monica. There's this amazing coffee shop cafe that has tables and chairs in the sand. And so I was enjoying a wonderful morning, and both my partner and I were like, we're not ready to be done here. So I snuck off to the car and created my little sound container here to shoot this this podcast with you, but yes, I'm looking at the ocean in uh, South Santa Monica. Uh, beautiful. All right, yeah. so you know Aaron Hickok Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, Aaron has created this incredible card deck, many incredible card decks, but of course, my favorite is the intimacy deck, the let's uh talk about sex deck. Have you played yeah. it? Oh, so good, yes. Okay, so um, we always play this uh card game here on the show, uh, so are you willing to have some fun? Oh, girl, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so, let me see do you okay, let's see. you can see me i know our our listeners can't see you, but I can see you, and I want you to at least be able to pick the first one, so I'm gonna pick out like just a few here. And then you tell me which one you want. All right. So we'll start. This is number one. Okay. One, two, three, four, or five. Do four. Okay. All right. To me, giving pleasure feels like. I love giving pleasure. I love giving pleasure so much. I don't, equally, if not more than receiving, there's something where I feel so connected to my gifts because of how energetically attuned I am and sensitive I am and my psychic gifts, my energy healing gifts, giving pleasure to somebody feels like I'm on purpose, that I'm in my most natural state. I just feel so contributive and I love helping people make them feel good. So giving pleasure to me is like the juice of being alive. Mm, I would agree. And like, if we're specifying sexual pleasure, which I would, you know, assume that's what it's talking about. Like I can find myself, like go into a trance state when I'm giving Um, pleasure, you know, where it's just oh, so out of body. And I'm just in this flow. And it's just like the, it's almost like there's something else moving through me, you know, and like expressing itself through me and in this service of giving pleasure, but it's so deeply satisfying for me as well. Like, yeah, I was, uh, share a couple of stories. Uh, so I was dating a woman this fall before I moved to, or this winter before I moved to Phoenix. And like, when I we were talking about like G-spot stimulation a little bit ago, like when I was, I just remember like her laying on my bed and I'm stimulating her G-spot and she's just Coming over and over and over and over, and like totally losing track of time and like not feeling tired or bored at all, just totally in the moment of just like
0: me feeling the pleasure emanating from her and like being in that that bliss moment um and like having
1: bliss from from seeing her bliss that she was experiencing, and like that was so just being with her was so beautiful. And then I remember a a guy back, I think it was like in February, um, like total famous fighter, like jujitsu competitor. And, uh, I had like gone to an event and met him there and ended up going back to his hotel room that night. And he had worked so fucking hard to for the the event that we were at and like he was completely exhausted by the time we got back to his hotel room and like all I wanted to do was serve him and bring him pleasure like I didn't want I wasn't expecting or even wanting like Him to bring me to orgasm or anything like I just wanted to do that for him and like gave him the most amazing orgasm like just you know blowjob and like all that fun stuff which I love and (laughs) and you know sometimes people be like well didn't you feel like you wanted something too I'm like I got what I wanted like it felt so amazing just to be able to offer that and and to be there and no I was completely satisfied. I love that. It's so easy for me to get lost in Pia's body. It's just so beautiful and so great at taking pleasure. And I can completely come just by giving, fully, fully climax and come just by giving and no actual physical stimulation. Yeah, absolutely. It is possible. All right, let's do another one. Yeah, I'll pick this one. All right. Talking about sex feels blank. Talking about sex is one of my favorite conversations on the planet. I'm the girlfriend that you go to lunch with and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your life is cool. Your work is cool, but how's your sex? And how's your boyfriend's dick? And how are you coming lately? And what kinky things are you trying? And talking about sex to me is so exciting because... I care about the people in my life and their pleasure, and I care to know about what they're dealing with, what they're up to. It's very intimate. It's very vulnerable. And I love being that type of person that I can hold space for. And actually, this card deck is so sweet that we're playing this right now because my partner, Pete, and I love to play it. And talking about sex makes me understand her, makes me want to explore her edges, makes me want to lean into places that are new for her. I just I love the communication I I get so I could do this all day and I that's why I love our chat Sarahs so because we always go there, <laughs> always talk about sex. <laughs> yeah. uh, to me, talking about sex feels. Uh, so I will say that it has changed a little bit for me since it's my profession and it's what I do all day every day. So. Yeah there are, um, it's so natural and it's so easy. And, um, but there's like, there can definitely be a clinical side of it that can happen, you know, especially when I'm talking about like, um, uh, you know, different sexual dysfunction or things like that. Like I can definitely go into more of the, the, um, just the, the, okay, what what can we do here? Like, what's the procedure type thing? Um, but it always is like, let's move through that stuff. Like, let's talk about that stuff. Let's kind of deal with that stuff. We know it's there, but what are your true desires? Like, I don't want to stay in that place. You know, like, okay, I get it. Like, this is part of what you're dealing with. Most people have something that they're dealing with sexually, right? So it's yeah. really not un- that unusual. People think it's like this big fucking deal, like you know, Oh, I must be the only one going through something like this. And it's like, no, you're really not. So, okay. I get it. This is what we have in front of us. And what are your true desires? Like, okay, you want this kind of sex. You want this kind of relationship. You want to be experiencing this kind of love. Let's get you there. Like let's move you forward into that. And that enrollment of the, the possibilities, of of what's available sexually like the pleasure that you can be having it's like you were talking about money and the limitations that we have around money and you know this i blaming money for stuff like people do the same with sex they blame sex for their problems not having sex or not having the right kind of sex if i was only having the right kind of sex or as much sex as i want my life would be perfect you know and so like would sex want to be having sex with you (laughs) like you got it like that you know <laughs> like a lot of times the answer is gonna be no and that's why you're fucking miserable in bed so mm. <laughs> let's turn you into this this amazing juicy pleasurable person that people that sex wants to have sex with you that you want to have sex with yourself that it's so juicy like having sex with you your own self is such an amazing experience why would nobody like why wouldn't the rest of the world also be wanting to have this experience with you, you know? And like, (laughs) so those are the conversations that I like to, to have around sex Mm and like, okay, yeah, I get it. These things are happening. We're human. Mm -hmm. Like it happens to all of us in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And like, let's transform that. Yeah. One other thing I'd like to add is that talking about sex with your partner. It's like, you never stop learning what they like. So I've been with Pia almost two years. You'd think I'd have her pussy completely down. And I do. And there's always more room like during sex to be like, do you like this? Should I try it this way. I'm constantly checking in, even though I know her style. I know what she likes. I know how to make her come. I'm constantly checking in for new edges and new places and to discover new things. And so just because you've been with your partner for a really long time, don't stop asking about their preferences and edges and what they like and what feels good and assume nothing. Beginner's mind is the best place you can be because there's always, always, always more to learn. And that's this sexuality and pleasure is so nuanced in that way that it gets to be a continual unfolding. It gets to be continually exciting. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> jolie where can they find you yes best place to see what i'm up to is my website jolie don.com and on a personal level the most that i the platform i hang out most these days is instagram so you can see behind the scenes you can see me with pia you can see me in my la life and my nomadic life and my handle on instagram is jolie don j o l i e D A W N X O. I'd love to be connected on Instagram because that's where I hang out every day.
0: And the uh, the photo we have to share a
1: quick story before we go. So <laughs> okay. the, the photo, if it's okay with you, that I'm going to use uh, for uh, the show, for the uh, the graphics and everything, once this podcast comes out, is the one that we did at the W in Austin a couple years ago just oh, a, a selfie by the pool. The selfie by the pool. Oh wait, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm realizing we have another one that's super hot. Um, from one of your book launches. Maybe I'll find that oh, one instead. Yeah, I think that one's that's even. Amazing. I think that one's better. So I'll do that mm-hmm. one. Um, but I think we should tell the, the W pool story. Oh my gosh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right you you do it (laughs) okay so we were having some girl time catching up over a glass of wine and I was like let's go to the pool and catch out catch a sunset and I didn't realize neither of us realized that we were walking into a pretty freaking dope Austin rooftop pool party with a DJ we're like oh okay like we can get into this vibe from just like sort of a professional girlfriend catch up to now we're at a DJ pool party And we immediately get a ton of attention. Being with Sarah anywhere is a ton of attention. So the DJ is noticing us and the staff is noticing us. And from my room, as I remember it, you look over see this beautiful, handsome, what server slash pool attendant slash security guard, security guard. Okay. Security guard. Okay. (laughs) Um, I wanted to call him a pool attendant and I'm like, that's not the right word. Okay, security guard, like buff, beautiful dark skin. Oh my God, sexy, handsome. And Sarah wastes no time in walking up to him and saying like, hey, I'm recording a sex product in a hotel room next week. Would you like to come and be my demo person? And he just is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, is that a real request? Like he was really trying to figure out if you were just fucking with him or if that was a real request and you were dead ass serious, you kind of caught on that. You were dead ass serious. Homeboy said, yes, got your number. Maybe I all shared a kiss. I don't remember. No, we did not. Okay. Did um, not. Got your number and you did the thing and he's hot in those photos. I've seen those photos. I'm like, uh, damn, uh, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> And a really, really awesome guy too. Like I had fun with him. He's really, really great. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> that was awesome. Always a good time with Sarah. And then we went and hung out with the DJ. That was the same night, right? Where we went the DJ the after same party. <laughs> So it was like things just kept opening up for us from one glass of wine to a pool party to the after party with the DJ to going to like this actual music producing studio and seeing behind the scenes. Like we had this whole extravaganza that was so much fun. Always such a good time with you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah and ended up in a lot more fun to be to be had with those <laughs> those handsome gentlemen as well oh <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, Julie so much fun I love you I can't wait to see you in person I hope it's sooner rather than later and thank you so much for being on the show any last things before we go I'm grateful for you Sarah I love your work in the world To everybody listening, I just, I don't know anybody that I've met on my path that has such a healthy relationship with sex and is such an amazing educator and facilitator like Sarah. So however you found yourself to Sarah. You are magical because she is amazing. And I would just say, if you ever had the chance to study with her, you'd be, you would grow significantly because the amount of space that Sarah holds is incredible. So I just want to give you that plug, Sarah, that I see you. I appreciate your work so much. And I'm grateful to have been here and share my story and share what I know. And that's Sex and Sarah Rose.
0: Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight. Yeah.